0: Hey friends, Ashton here. Welcome back to another episode of Good, True, and Beautiful. We are beginning our series on the true self. And um, uh, if you're not a stranger to the podcast, the narrative of true self, false self has been uh, super formative in my life. Uh, and to be quite honest with you, the the more I learn, the more I know that I don't know. Uh, and that's a freeing, comfortable place to be. Um, but our first guest, uh, this guy has been one of our village elders for a couple years. Uh, his book was a turning point in my life, Meaningful Work. Uh, he's become a trusted confidant. Um, he always takes my calls, always responds to my text. He's one of those guys I want to be when I grow up. So um, with that being said, our dearly beloved Sean Askenosi of Askenosi Chocolate is joining us today. Sean, welcome back, my friend.
1: Thank you. Man, our dearly beloved. Reminds me of Prince or something.
0: (laughs) Yes. Yeah, thanks. Maybe we should be here. Yeah, we'll end with Purple Rain today. Um, Please,
1: please. (laughs) I love that song. So um,
0: I do this every time you're on, but I think it's necessary, uh, maybe for some of our listeners that are new uh, to our community here uh, and are not familiar with you and your work in the world. tell us a little bit about, uh, who you are. Where do you begin when someone asks who is Sean Askenosi and what's he up to in the world?
1: Well, thank you for the question. And I love this question. And, um, I love it even, especially in the context of what our deeper conversation will be today, because, um, I think this question, um, Hey, tell us about yourself and who you are, which were, were your words, um, is, um, these are words, um, that can be these question. This question that you pose can be answered, I think, in context. Hmm. So, if we were, um, <clears throat> you know, just uh, having a beer and we're pull up, I, you know, sat down at the table, and you're like, "Hey, usually, what you mean by that is, what do you do?" Yeah. Um, and, and I think this is one of the challenges of of North American culture that we face today, which is most conversations begin with what do you do because the the sort of um, expectation is that what you do is who you are. Yep. And we're going to talk about this later, and that is not true. <laughs> that is not that is not the case. and it's and with with the advent of all the technology that's before us, it's becoming even more and more challenging to peel away and separate ourselves from that question of so, um i didn't mean to to come and do the intro here but that, mm-hmm. that what i do and what i did do is um i was a criminal defense lawyer for 20 years and and um, i specialized in really serious felony cases and i loved that work and just loved everything every every single thing about it and was just totally passionate about it and then over a period of about a year the switch turned off, uh, the passion switch. I was no longer really inspired by that work. And it's the kind of work that you really shouldn't do if you're not inspired by mm-hmm. it. And the reason is because the stakes are so high. If I'm defending you and you're charged with murder and you can get the death penalty or life in prison forever, then you you want your lawyer to be um, uh, fully engaged, kind of like your um your 747 pilot, you know, you kind of want them to be inspired by their work, um, and and pay attention to what they're doing. And so I needed to find something else, and I took about five years uh, finding that, still working every day, still practicing law, still trying cases, um, and just gutting it out. And uh, and then I kind of fell into chocolate making, and uh, so about 14 years ago, I started a Bean to bar chocolate factory, very small family business. And uh, before uh, pandemic year, I would fly to all these farms around the world in Ecuador, Tanzania, Philippines, and, and the Amazon, and, and meet with farmers and buy cocoa beans and and just make small batches of chocolate. And uh, and that's what I do. Yes. That's, yes. That's my that's my life of doing.
0: And it's a very tasty doing. Uh, shameless well, shameless plug. <clears throat> um we thank are you. we are big askenosi fans in the Gustafsson house um well said thank you for setting the tone um maybe i do need to shift that in this series uh but it's ne- it's a necessary shift uh grounding us not in what we do uh but in who we are who we've always been by the way who we always will be uh, mm-hmm. we're getting ahead mm-hmm. of ourselves um yep. so Let's start with some handlebars here. Uh, for some of our listeners, maybe some of us are very familiar with the language of true self and false self. Maybe some people here are going, true what? False what? I'm, I'm, I'm confused. Uh, for me, my training wheels on this uh, came from Father Richard Rohr and from Thomas Merton. Um I know you and your, uh, uh, the Brotherhood community that you're a part of, I'm sure, has helped you with some of this. Where do you begin with kind of, uh, you know, what, what was your first experience with coming to understand, know, realize, use whatever word uh, works there for you about this language of what we're talking about when we talk about the true self?
1: Uh, about 21 years ago, I started going to Assumption Abbey, which is a Trappist monastery in the Mark Twain National Forest in Missouri. It's about an hour and a half from my house. And then uh, uh, my spiritual director there, uh, Father Cyprian, has been a Trappist monk since 1952. Wow. Um, so, and, and Thomas Merton himself was a Trappist at Gethsemane. And Gethsemane is the mother house to the monastery that my spiritual director comes from. And mm-hmm. so they all sort of, they all in America spring from Gethsemane. But, um, but, um, and then about uh, eight years ago, I took the step of becoming a family brother um, at this monastery, which uh, is a more, so no longer really just going there on retreat, but really a part of the community as a lay person, I'm not a Catholic, but, um, and that meant that I needed to draft a rule of life that is very loosely based on the rule of Benedict and have it approved by the family brother director and the abbot of the abbey, and, and um, I guess it was about a little over a year ago that I made what's called a, a final promise or a life promise or a life vow to that monastery as a family brother Um, and so it I'm I'm connected to that community and of course I haven't been able to go in the last year because of the pandemic but but I'm in touch with them frequently and um, and um, my association means that I'll be buried there my ashes will be buried Mm -hmm. in their cemetery and um, so I would say that I first became even just remotely acquainted with this language this vocabulary of true self false self um, really probably about 20 years ago as I began to study uh, contemplative prayer centering prayer from father Thomas Keating mm-hmm. and I, I started leading little centering prayer groups at our church um, you know 20 years ago then, um, from there, of course, reading Merton, Seven Story Mountain is where I really kind of began to understand—no, not understand—to really read this more and more, true self and false self. But I will say candidly that that really, I haven't, I haven't, I, I didn't begin to grasp grasp the depth of this language until maybe even in the last year, hmm. I would say in the last year. Yeah. I, I, of course I've read it. I've, I've read it, read it. I've, 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 I thought I knew what it meant. <laughs> um, and then this year has, has been a great teacher, um, for this language of true self, which also leads me to, to forecast that, um, I will never reach the bottom of understanding Mm -hmm. of true self, you know, until, until the moment of death.
0: Mm. Yeah. What was it about the last year that, um, maybe was a, another layer was exposed?
1: Um, the, um, the, I would say that, um, Maybe in August, September, I I noticed I was um, I was drifting into um, darkness, and um, my rudder wasn't working, my sails weren't full, um, and no navigation, and it was, and and candidly, it. it I'm still there, you know, Mm. not, not every day, but it's a, 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 real, um, darkness that, um, darkness is a teacher that, um, no one wants, no one asks for, um, but it's possible that, um, darkness may be one of the greatest teachers of all time. It is the, it is the living of the, of the Paschal mystery. Mm. What very, it is, Yeah. Very
0: John of the cross. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, I can't say, I mean, I don't know. I'm not an expert on the dark night of the soul. I mean, I'm sure it can get a lot worse than what it is right now for me or what it was in the fall. But, um, some would say, um, well, you could call it, um, depression, anxiety, both. Both of the same thing or two sides of the same coin yep. and um and just um kind of rudderless, yeah, so that's a great teacher and so it was it it, it it in that context is where I have started to to grasp this vocabulary of which we speak um in a way that I had not in the previous twenty years hmm.
0: yeah. It it you know the more I've studied this, um, I notice how how word sensitive talking about something like this is, um, especially when we use words like grasp and hold. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm learning that some words that have helped me when when discussing the true self uh, is is almost more like inviting words in, into the room of of like dance um like it, it's a little it's a little more something to dance with than it is to necessarily hold the second i'm holding it i'm i, I may not have it um right. it's uh it is infinitely mysterious uh mm-hmm. and yet it is infinitely knowable you know that's that infinite knowability right. that i think we've talked about before mm-hmm. um so i i <laughs> i preface this next question with how what would you say the true self is? It it and it, or is that a bad question? Right? Like hey Sean, the true self is fill in the blank. Is that a mm-hmm. bad question or is do you have some building blocks maybe that you could say, well, it's this and it's that. H- hold my hand with that dialogue.
1: Well, um first of all, I think it's a great question. Um it is it is truly a great question. Um and <sighs> You know, I was listening to a very old recording of a conversation between Sharon Salzberg, Buddhist teacher, mm-hmm. and John O'Donohue, wow. poet philosopher, that was made in 1998, um, mm-hmm. and it was I just I've just discovered it myself this week, and and uh, one of the audience members asked um, O'Donohue, um, "Hey, what is the difference, or what is how do you define soul and spirit and he made kind of an off-handed comment that's really struck me and he said that's a great question in fact i think it would be a great subject of a phd dissertation the audience laughed and he said no i'm i'm serious <laughs> and so um i think that if o'donohue were in this call um which you know i would I would freak out if that were, if that were the case, but <laughs> if he, if he, if he were here, you know, he probably would say that too, about this question, you know, that, that um, we could plumb the depths of, of what, what, what does that mean, you know, for a long, long, long time. Um, but <clears throat> so the way I answer that is um, not based, I'm, I'm my answer is not based on all of my reading of Merton. It's not, um, well or maybe let me put it another way my answer is based on all of my reading of Merton all of my reading of Ramana Maharshi all of my reading of Michael Singer um, who wrote Untethered Soul yep, and others yep. and and my reading of um, um, Rupert Spira um, um, who wrote Being Aware of Being Aware mm-hmm. and um, and this is—I've never—I. I, this is just me, so I, I please want to say I'm not. This is just the way I define it. After all of that, I define true self as our God-created um, soul. I think that the true self and our souls are the same thing, mm. and I think that our soul. Um, depending on the language of the tradition, you know, could be um, also referred to as consciousness, pure awareness, Mm -hmm. um, and... um, Presence. Presence. And um, I believe that my soul was created by God, that it is um, infinite, that it is untouchable by pain and suffering that it will not die and that we all can see it you know we can all see our souls um or we can see it and so this is the question then is how do we recognize our soul how do we recognize our true self so for me that's the definition yeah. now when we start talking about holy spirit and spirit um, that, that to me is not the same thing. And I've, I've seen many authors say, oh, well, you know, the Holy spirit or spirit, um, is this, it's the same thing as soul. I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm not, a am not an expert. I've not written a PhD thesis on this, but I don't think they are the same thing. Mm-hmm. I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, and so anyway, mm-hmm. um, that's how I define it. Yeah. I think it's your your soul and my soul.
0: Yeah. That which is infinite. That yep. which was created by the divine, that which you've always been, that which you always will be, yep. uh, the unoffendable you, um, mm-hmm. the uh, um, side of you that cannot be wounded. Um, the, the more, the sure. more of these things that I say. Every time I say a new one, I'm like, oh, and I have so much of me that can be wounded. <laughs>
1: Mm-hmm, exactly.
0: <laughs> um, yes. may, oh, how I list the places of me that can be wounded, offended. Um...
1: Well, and 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 I also think that many times we often want to we want to define this as what it isn't. You know, mm. for example, we often are saying, you know, we we we, we have so much more language around false self. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like the word false self. Mm-hmm. Um, I prefer separate self. Um, and, um, and I think that, that it's so much easier for us to have fluid conversation around separate self. Why? Because we identify with it so well. well. I mean, it's, it's, um, and it's not bad. Um, I'm not judging it. Um, and, and I'm the separate self. It's just that as we talked about, or as I mentioned in the outset of our conversation, it is most often um, what we identify with yeah. and we mistakenly identify so many things about our um, separate self as yeah. our true self, yeah. as who we are. Yeah. And yeah. that's why, you know, I'm a, you know, I'm a lawyer, I'm a chocolate maker, I'm a realtor, I'm a dad, I'm a, you know, all of these things, uh, even good things. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And But, but they're not really, they are not, uh, they, they, they remain our separate self. Why? Because it's, we identify with, you know, thoughts, perceptions, images. Um, and, th- but those things are only those things, you know, they are not, uh, they are filtered through, they're filtered through the mind of the separate self. Yeah. And, and that's okay,
0: yeah. but
1: we, 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 we can, Become aware of something
0: else. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I use the um, the illusory self helps me mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes. in the lens of the false self, the small self, mm-hmm. um, the uh, you know illusory versus the real, and I'll use capital mm-hmm. R in that instance. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Essence, I think, is helpful when when speaking of true self. Um, mm-hmm. it, what about this? Has form and formlessness helped you? I've, I've studied that for the last year. Um, ha, have you ever, have you taken any journeys down the formless side of you versus that, which is form, you know, that soul versus role? Um,
1: not really. Um, but I have um, in the last three years in meditation in the mornings and prayer, so my, my little morning routine. If I have time, I'll spend time in meditation after my normal things that I do, intercessory prayer, and mm-hmm. scripture for the day, uh, following the Catholic lectionary. And um, I'll spend some time. Some might, maybe you would, I wouldn't, I'm not even going to, it's not centering prayer. It's just stillness. And um, But um, there have been, Numerous instances in the last three years, where I have encountered my true self um, personified as the twelve-year-old me. Interesting. Um, And so I know it's my true self because that's what he said. Um, So I'm going to just take that as um, truth. Hmm. And he's 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 a twelve-year-old version of me, and often. Kind of wants to show me things or take me places, um, and uh, as I'm now saying this, I'm thinking your listeners whoever thought that they um, might, you know, uh, listen to me have now turned the podcast off. <laughs> like,
0: Not at all, oh, this is, No, we're this good. Guys, in that case, no, 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 we're um, good here.
1: But but I can just say though that it's 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 pretty new, mm. and I have explored you know what what is. I've tried to explore even, you know, and write about, well, why, why is this happening and what's going on? But, um, so I think it's just a moment in time in my life when my, my, the expression of my soul has, for whatever reason, just personified as this little boy. Um, and, you know, that's, so I have, so that in some sense is form, yeah, but yeah. I haven't, I haven't really, um, I, I I have explored it, I guess, in the sense that um, the um, the soul, I believe, is as you've been saying, is um, is impenetrable, you know, mm-hmm. and it is infinite, yeah. and it it does not um, suffer or feel pain, and um, I have studied this that we're just now talking about in the context of uh, John 17. And so I would say that in the last three months, I've read John 17 more than a hundred times. Wow. Um,
0: And what do we read there? uh,
1: Well, it's the farewell discourse and um, it's John, it's, it's Jesus in in the upper room um, and, and he's, he he's had the last supper and he's talking to his disciples and he's about ready to go out into the garden and get arrested. And he's expressing to the disciples as best he can in language that before the last few months, I never understood what it was. It seemed, it didn't even seem very well written to me. Hmm. And it was all of, all all of this kind of language about, Hey, you guys, um, um, I'm going to pray. And so listen to my prayer And he prays, you know, out loud, and he says, You know, Father, um, I want them to be one as we are one. I want them to see that I am in you, and you are in me, and they are in me, and you. And I remember, (laughs) you know, for years I've read it, and I'm like, What is he, you know, that just, I mean, did no one edit that part of? john to just have it make some sense um and there's a lot of repetition and in in the farewell discourse and even right before that in john 16 but the reason i'm mentioning it now is because christ um and i'm using that term in the sense of the richard Rohr universal christ which i highly recommend that book i tried to read that book when it came out didn't understand it. Hmm. I've been working contemplative prayer for 20 years. However, (laughs) this, this fall, I picked it back up again in the midst of my darkness and it made sense to me. Wow. Um, Wow. And, and I'm, I'm I'm, I'm grateful for it. So, so Christ um, at this point in John 17, didn't say, may they all be connected. Uh Um, He said, may they be one. Well, that means to me that we are one, not just connected. And so that is at this place of universal um, and unitive consciousness. Yeah, bingo. That is all of our souls, yours and mine and all of ours, the people who came before us and the people who will come after are one in the divine creator. Of the universe, and so um, that is ineffable. I mean, we can try to put words on it, but it's—I don't know what that means. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, 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 can try to sense it, you know, but uh, and I can have moments of clarity, and and all that is is the recognition of my soul for yeah. what it is. It's the recognition of my true self. If I can recognize my true self, and at, 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 even if it's momentary, even if it's a glimpse, then I am glimpsing God. Yeah. And at the same time, I'm glimpsing the oneness of everything and everyone.
0: Yeah, yeah. How necessary is it to leave the headspace and move into the heart space when you're talking about Seeing in that unitive consciousness, the univocity of all things, the one voice, um, the universe, the one song, right? Like we hear uni yeah. over and over and over yes. Um, yes. I and maybe I'm raising my hand in class to the to, to my own answer, but i've I've learned that uh, if I approach my true self in the mind with an Excel spreadsheet, I'm doomed. Um, but, it, but if I, if I'm, if I'm asking the questions and looking and truly longing to understand, no experience dance with whatever words we want to use there, this true self, um, the heart has infinite more capacity, uh, to do that. It's okay with not having it all add up, right? It's okay with it being a little messy. Um, hold my hand on your experience with You know, that that mind consciousness versus the heart space in this lens.
1: Merton said in New Seeds of Contemplation, if you succeed in emptying your mind of every thought and every desire, you may indeed withdraw into the center of yourself and concentrate everything within you upon the imaginary point where your life springs out of God. Yet you will not really find God. No natural exercise can bring you into vital contact with him. Mm. And so <clears throat> I think we take that at its word. No natural exercise can bring you into vital contact. And <laughs> he goes on to say, he says, we become contemplatives when God discovers himself in us. Mm. At, at that moment, the point of our contact with yeah. him opens out and we pass through the center of our own nothingness. And enter into infinite reality where we awaken as our true self. So, picture an hourglass, and this, the center of our own nothingness, is this is is the is the narrow point of the hourglass. And I don't claim to understand it, and I also don't think that it's um, linear in the yep. sense that it's yep. bound by space and time. But I think that that it's more of this. I actually don't. Th- I, you know what? this whole, I've been doing, you know, some version of contemplative prayer for 20 years. I've been to the Abbey. I've lived at the Abbey. I'm a part of the community. I'm all of these things. Look, I, I'm, I'm a living example. I've tried every exercise in the book. I, I've read, I've read Thomas Keating. I've listened to all the things. I've watched the YouTubes. I've read all the Richard, not every Richard Rohr book, but a lot of them. I've, you know, I've, I've done the work, um, been in Bible study for years. um, And, I think Merton's right. You know, Merton wrote this later. You know, this was in the '60s, so this is well after um, 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 Seven Story Mountain, and written in '46. And so he's he's reached this point, and also at this point, he's become very um, 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 what's that word where he studies ecumenical, mm-hmm. and um, and so he's he's really had exposure to monastic faith traditions all over the world. And I I I, I really really. I, I, so, you know, this notion that we're talking about here, that where Merton's talking about, um, it really resonates with me. There isn't an exercise. There's not, there isn't a practice. There's not a meditation. There's not magic words. There's no incantation. There's no, there's nothing that you can quote do. Yeah. And for guys like me and probably you, we are type A people, man. Let's do the deal. Yeah. Let's get it done. Yeah. It's Friday. Let's get it done by the end of the day. Let's do it and move on. And just tell me what I need to do. I don't care how hard the work is. I'll do it. Just mm-hmm. give me the list. Mm-hmm. What do I need to do? Because notice how many times I've said do, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, this is the challenge for mm-hmm. you and me and people like us and people all over the world. You know, we, so we're so desperate to quote, find mm-hmm.
0: the formula, this, the silver bullet. Yes.
1: Yes. And it's, it's instead the harder thing for people like us is, is to surrender. Yeah. You know, and, and, yes. and just 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 to let go, and and that is this that is the challenge. And so what? And I also don't think that this is a Christian thing or a Buddhist. I mean, look, Ramana Maharshi, um, Hindu, said he's he's famous for this thing called the path of self inquiry. His his teaching is summarized as follows: Who am I? Hmm. That's it. A question mark. Who am I? Merton said the exact same thing yeah. in the discovery of the tr- true self.
0: Yeah.
1: As a Christian, as a Christian contemplative, who am I? This is not, and so this, this is not a, this is not a practice. This is a, this is, this is something that, that, that infuses our being because it's a, it's almost like the, the image that we can, if we want to put an image to it, it's me Facing the world in my separate self lens of perceptions, images, thoughts, feelings, whatever, you know, like I see these trees out here, I'm looking at my window, I see this computer screen, I see my wall, I see a picture, um, I feel a little bit tired, I like the tea I just drank. Okay, that is all through this lens of the mind, which is the separate self.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But, yeah. but can I, for a moment, can I can I turn around and this is where Rupert Spira a non-dualist would say, can I turn around and say, who am I and ask myself, you know, modern questions of this, which is who is aware Mm
0: -hmm.
1: of this? Who's doing the
0: asking? Who's doing the question? Who's doing
1: the asking? That's what Michael Singer would say. Who's the experiencer? "Who is the experiencer in there? You know, and Michael Singer is great at this and, Mm -hmm. and, and he's, he's, and, that is the seat of self. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the entity in there that's aware, the entity that's in the back, you know, in there, that's listening to this, that's observing all of this, is the I am. Yeah. It is the I am. It is the one that is aware of all experience. It is the one that is eternal. It is the one that is impenetrable, that can't be hurt, knows only love and beauty. And um, can we... Can we, for a time, um, see this um, and 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 turn and face this awareness? And can that be our our way of being? Mm. To, to as Rupert Spira, the title of his book would say, being aware of being aware.
0: No,
1: it's not. It's not a prayer. It's not meditation. It's it's this very simple yet challenging seeing. Yep. It's a seeing. It's yep. a recognition.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm going to attempt to put some parentheses on kind of what I think you just said. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it's a bad question to start with, hey, what's the practice? What's the discipline? Right? Mm-hmm. There's the, there comes the Western mind again. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe the better question is, or a statement, is the the invitation— that the true self offers us is the art of subtraction, the art of surrender, the art of letting go, mm-hmm. excavating our essence, as I've heard. All of yeah, the scaffolding that. that we built, the, the things that we've bolted on, if it's on your business card, letting that go, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it, to, to, to where uh, eventually it is God recognizing God's self. And there you have... The true self, the eye through which I see God is the eye through which God sees me, Meister Eckhart. Um, yes. And, and if you can just get a taste, it's a taste, and you can't, we can't live in that space. I mean, I think that was one of the freeing statements Father Richard gave me is like, look, you're not going to live in this space 100% of your time. Um, but if you can catch a glimpse, if you can get a taste, then from that place, we can reemerge into the world. With a yes. stance of love, a posture that has its eye looking for beauty, our fists aren't so clenched. We're a bit more open. Possibility mm-hmm. reigns in lieu of impossibility, and, and and that is how we help the world tune up into that one great song. Um, yeah, is is that the invitation? I'm I'm here. I think so.
1: Yeah, uh, it's a manifestation of of manifestation. that awareness. You know, it's yep. the manifestation of that awareness into our outward facing life.
0: Yeah,
1: And um, I, I love that, that sort of permission that, no, we're not, you know, we are not going, we can't live in this space completely um, all the time. But I do think that it's important to recognize, um, I mean, Rupert Spira says meditation isn't, it's not what we do, it's who we are. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And and I, I think, too, that, um, you know, Christ speaks of this frequently about, and so did Paul, um, about the, what. how do we know? Well, we know by our love for each other. That's right. And we have also fruits of the Spirit, yeah. which we can identify in yeah. outward-facing um, life. And I think that, you know, um there's this notion of ours that we were created in the image and likeness of God, the divine. And if we believe that, then I think that that applies to our soul, our our God created true selves are in fact, you know, it's it is it's divine DNA. You know, it's, it is, it is part of God. And so why wouldn't we, why wouldn't we know God if we know ourselves Hmm. it's what's the difference. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and I think that, um, and if, if we, and and then if we can sort of proverbially, you know, turn around and face the world with that understanding knowledge and application, then why wouldn't we express that in love and more openness and um, peace and kindness? Of course. I mean, that's the expression of the divine within us.
0: Mm -hmm. A very humbling Merton quote, and I feel like I share it on here a lot. One of his riffs on the separate self was, to be unknown by God is altogether too much privacy. Just meaning mm-hmm. just meaning mm-hmm. that all of the ways we chalk up our worthiness, our ways that we are loved are they they are all too often sown to the separate self. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was mm-hmm. utter, my my world was utterly rocked the first time I considered that idea that um, the divine may be way more curious. About the name that I had before all these other names were bolted onto it, um, like just to, to be unknown by God is yeah. altogether too much right. privacy. Like thinking, um, yeah. you know, always boasting in the doing side of what we are. Yes. Um, it, but 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 yeah. to hear you reflect on that and go, look, we've got some North Stars here of the fruits in the Spirit. That's a clear. If you need the litmus test of are you operating in that place uh, of goodness, truth, and beauty, it's very clear, it's loving, it's patient, it's kind, uh, it's open, it's available. Um, My separate self loves to critique, loves to label, loves to categorize, loves to boast in its separateness, right? (laughs) Uh, I'm not that. And then it also loves... Uh, a bunch of company and it says, and we are this, they are not that. And we are this. Um, right. whereas the true self is, uh, it's not an okay with loneliness, but it isn't okay with your divine uniqueness, which leads to a very content place of solitude. Um, not needing another yes. brand, not needing another label.
1: Right. But but doesn't discount the fact, and I and and um, I'll send you the link to this uh, Sharon Salzburg John O'Donohue podcast. Please, um, but but um, at the end of this, um, O'Donohue is is expressing his um, concern that we remember that it's important to remember the. He says that. Um, we must remember the intimacy and individuality of our souls. Hmm. And so I think there's this this very non-dual, you know, recognition of, as we were speaking of earlier, sort of this universality, this unitive consciousness, and at the same time, an individual, intimate soul um, that is unique and that is providing in this divine body, you know, in the universe, its own unique contribution. Um, and at the same time, participating in the oneness um, mm-hmm. of Christ hidden in christ yeah. and yeah. so i think it's okay and, and 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 i don't think that that o'donohue in that sense is is saying anything other than what you were saying um but i but i do think that um it's an interesting sort of non-dual aspect of these things that we're talking about that it's okay to recognize individuality and uniqueness in through the lens that we're now speaking yeah as opposed to a separate self lens, and um, he, he obviously put it a lot better than I can, and it sounds great saying it too. So um, I'll send that to you.
0: Yeah, well said. Um. So as best and as... and
1: and I one thing I also want to want to say too is before before I forget, is is I think it's important for people who might be interested in this idea of of surrendering to. Um, the moment in surrendering to presence um, might be interested in reading um, the book by Jean-Pierre de Cassade, um, the joy of full surrender that hmm. was written in the 18th century. And this was my really probably my first deep exposure to this idea of surrendering um, to the present uh, as a sacrament really. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Um, I didn't want to, I didn't, I didn't want to let our time go by without mentioning um, that book because it's been really formative for me and it's one of those books. It's very deep. It's very dense. It's hard. Um, but I, you know, it's one that you can pick up and go back to, um, in times of need. You yeah. Know? So I, I, I do, I do recommend
0: that one. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah. Now that I think about it, my, my intro to this language was a mortal diamond, um, hmm. by Richard Rohr. Um,
1: Well, he's he is he Richard Rohr is I mean he's he leads us to many I mean he's he's well I have I've really been reading a lot of Rupert Spira and he is um, from the UK and um, he he I would say is in in some ways a kind of descendant of Ramana Maharshi of the Vedanta Hindu tradition but in a modern sense. And, and, and if I can even really say not in a, in a non-religious sense yeah, in a way. Yeah. Um, but I would have never found him, but for Richard Rohr's um, um, keynotes that he's given at the science and non-duality conferences. Yeah. Yep. Um, so I just happened to be going down that rabbit, rabbit trail. And now, you know, I would say that Rupert Spire is, Um, teaching and videos have helped me more through this dark time than just about anything else that I've done.
0: Beautiful. Um, So I want to watch my words here uh, because they, they, uh, um, they just keep flagging. I'm like, no, you can't use that word for that. that's not Mm -hmm. good. I I want to say, so let's put a bow on this, but that's too much Mm -hmm. finality. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) If, uh, if, if you could invite our listeners into the river of this true self. Um, what would, what would be your invitation? What, what if, if there was something that you could convey either to someone who just heard this language today for the first time, or maybe for someone who studied it for 20 years and they're just starting to get a little bit more of an understanding, uh, or maybe swim with the current is a better, better word there phrase. um, what would you invite our listeners uh, into as far as this language of true self?
1: Mm -hmm. I would, um, I would invite them to, um, to reflect on, awareness and who is aware who is it that is aware what is it that is aware and um that is that requires an interruption uh, because we all all of us all of us everyone on this planet the thoughts are pinging around our head you know a million miles an hour um, for some of us, more than even more than that, and um, those thoughts come and go. And Thomas Keating talks, teaches, taught this when teaching centering prayer um, that the thoughts will come and then they'll go. They come and they go. Everything comes. Every everything comes and goes. Yeah. But if we can just, if we can interrupt our thoughts long enough to ask the question, who is it that is aware of this or that? Um, I believe that that will set us on a a path of seeing and knowing and recognition that will allow us to um, that will allow us to have an experiential knowing that everything that we desire is already there. And I don't say that flippantly. You know, in the I mean I don't say it I do say it in the context of Dorothy and the Wizard of Oz and clicking (laughs) your heels. It's already there. It's it's there. Our challenge is to turn and face it and to ask who who is this who and what is experiencing this? And that's the to me, that's the invitation. It's not a path, it's not a journey, it's not I'm you know, we we love the hero's journey, we love to ourselves in the context of that and i love joseph you know i love joseph campbell yeah and 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 we both do and but but i think that it is it is in some ways um more simple than that mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> um and and our our i think sometimes our separate self wants to make it challenging why because it threatens the very existence of the dominance of our separate self right i mean that's what it does it wants to do that it wants to say sean Look, you need me to um, be fearful of all this stuff because we're a team, man. Yeah. We're, we're in this together. I can help you. Let's be afraid of this. Be You know, this is going to go wrong and that's going to go wrong. We're in it together. I'm right here in the co-pilot's chair with you. Let's fly this thing. I mean, it's, its existence is threatened when I take my hands off of the yoke of the plane and turn around and say, wait, 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 wait. Who who is that in there as Michael Singer would say, you know, and that, that is, that is um, I think um, something that any of us can do. We don't have to read a book to do it. We don't have to go to a seminar to do it. We can just do it.
0: Get the who right. Alignment follows. Resonance follows
1: yes and, every, and and our people would say our people would agree with us merton roar ramana maharshi um the buddhists i mean there's not a monastic faith tradition that would not agree with what we're saying yeah, here. yeah it's beyond that
0: yeah get aware wake up turn around when you're driving the plane
1: <laughs> yes yes it, it's and it's kind of counterintuitive but i mean it is. And so. And keep um, asking, and keep I, asking who. Yes. who? Yeah, yes. Well, yes. But um, I would also say to listeners, and this is something I've experienced in, in the last, um, the books that we read and the podcasts that we listen to, that we enjoy, I would encourage people to re-listen to them now. Like if you, the listener, have or are experiencing any moment of darkness, I would encourage you to re listen and reread the things that you have found to be challenging in the past, or you thought, why am I not, you know, having a greater understanding of this? See if the lens of this current darkness won't um, bring some clarity to those things that you found helpful before, but not as helpful as you'd hope they would be. And now some of the mysteries might be unlocked.
0: Hmm.
1: Um, and I, 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 I think it's, I think it's I really think it's possible.
0: Well said. Well said. <sighs> Brother Askenosi, we could go all day doing this. Um which is kind of the point by the way. Um <laughs> so so whatever whatever your uh communities are uh and your friend groups uh that you are having these dialogues with uh keep it keep it open. Let these conversations flow. Um I think that's the invitation that Sean is bringing us today. Um, Sean, I love you, brother. Always grateful love for you, you, you and your work in the world. And um,
1: well, likewise, uh,
0: I know, I know that uh, the life of a chocolatier, running a business, getting beans sent all the way around the world, <laughs> is uh, is 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 not easy. And um, you seem to always carve out time and space for us. So thank you. We're super grateful for you uh, and always your presence here.
1: Well, thank you. And thank you for asking these very important questions, Ashton. I mean, I don't know anyone else right now in this space that's asking these questions that you are raising. And I think they are the ultimate questions of life and beyond life. And I I think you're onto something here. And, and I'm, I'm just so grateful to be part of it and, and uh, part of your life. And grateful for our friendship so thank you very much
0: you bet brother uh until next time grace okay, and peace
1: thank you and to you